You are now listening to Uninformed Consent, where we provide uninformed information to an informed population. My name is DeMonte Whiting. My name is Eric Cruz, and we will be your hosts for this evening. Recording. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll let you start it. Sure. Uh, let's talk today about um, the power of belief. And this one, for me, is like, it's such a loaded topic, you know? Okay. Because there's, there's some science behind it to prove that, or to suggest that your beliefs can change things for you physiologically. True. And then there's also, like, some charlatan fraud type stuff around that you know or um what i would call spiritual bypass okay um, i'm interested in that part because I've, i know the whole like mind body connection but this part you're talking about i've never heard of before like the fraud part around it yeah the fraud part so that one too is even a little like it depends on like i think of like the book the secret right yes. and super popular yes um and I think a little oversimplifies it. Like, I th- don't think if you just think about being rich that mm-hmm. you'll suddenly be rich one day. I don't think it's quite as simple like that. You know, sometimes it's summarized as like manifest destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, waking up in the morning and looking in the mirror and saying some mantra about how, um, you know, you're going to be great. You're going to be rich. You're going to be famous. And like, you could do that every day and not achieve any of those things in your life. So I don't think it's as simple as just what you believe will come true. Got you. Um, I actually read that book as well. And I, I, I actually don't, I guess for me, from my standpoint, I like simplification of things because it's, okay. it's easier to adopt something that's easy to understand. And so, although it does simplify things, I think, where it's coming from is that this is what we found to be similar across different cultures. Like we looked at all these different religions from all these different cultures. And what we found is these are the things that people find to be effective in, in being successful or in getting what they want out of life. And, mm-hmm. and that is, uh, think of it like the power of intention, right? Their belief is like, if you put, if you have a, uh, intention towards a specific area or towards a specific, um, thing you know like i want this car i want to i personally want a shelby right i don't know what year mm-hmm. it is but that's my dream car the core the uh convertible um and what they're saying is that if you want a specific thing and you put you intent you put the power of intention towards that item that eventually you'll get it the universe will give it to you and i have to say that i agree just because it has happened to me you know, like I don't always get what I want, but whatever I'm serious about that I really want, I get it. I have this habit of like, uh, I don't do it all the time. I wish I did. But if I write it down in a notebook and I put that notebook away, within about six months, whatever I wrote in that notebook, I get it. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Like it doesn't happen with everything. Like I, I can say um, I want this candy bar. I want this whatever. Right. It doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But there's a point and there's periods in my life where. I really want, it's usually life-changing things. Like uh, I might say, I might write down, I want to be a psychologist or I want to change my job or I want to um, 
get a car. I don't know whatever it is. If I write it in the notebook, doesn't matter the notebook. Um, and I put that notebook away. If I come back in six months, if I don't have everything on that list, I have most of the things on that list. And so, so go ahead. Let's pull this apart. Is it all right if we pull this apart a little bit? Go ahead. So I'll, let me start with this question. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that that would work 100% of the time for 100% of people? It, I think it would work for people. But you have to understand this. Like I said before, there's a lot of things that I want. Right. Mm -hmm. But when I sit down to write it in the notebook, there's something about that feeling that I have about that thing that I'm writing down that I'm going to get it. Right. For me, that's the intention exactly. part. Right. And so there's a, there's something in me that desires that beyond a regular daily desire. Mm -hmm. And I think that anytime you have that, that feeling, that's how you succeed. Right. And but so the thing that's coming standing out to me is like smart goals. Right. Okay, go ahead. Like the things that you're writing in this book, like, are realistic and obtainable for you. Yeah. And 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 the other thing too is that I see you as the kind of person that when you set a goal for yourself, you're going to work hard to accomplish it. And so when I say, do you think that that would work for everyone? For a hundred percent. What I guess what I mean when I'm saying is like, um. I don't think that that exercise alone is sufficient. Mm -hmm. uh, it depends on the type of person that is executing that exercise and how they're executing it, right? I, and so for you, right. it's really working because you're setting realistic goals for yourself mm -hmm. and you intend on following through with those goals. I don't, I, okay, I, I feel you. But at the same time, it's like, it's not, for me, it's not the, not the person that I am. It's the intention that I have behind it. Like I, right. you know, like I'm writing it in a notebook because it's such a dominant thought of mine that mm -hmm. I, I, that I have to make sure, I don't know. I just need it. I just need to, and it's not like I want to write it down. So I'll remember it. I just write it down because I'm determined right. that I want it. And I think that's right. the key is the determination behind it. Like if you go into the field, let's say the music field and you want to be a rap artist, but Everywhere you go, people tell you you're not the greatest rap artist, but you're determined that you want to be a rap artist, right? Mm -hmm. And no one can sway your thoughts. I think you'll be successful because what's more important is the determination that you have because that determination is going to determine what you do to get it. You know, like I, if you're determined to be this or determined to do that, no one has to come to you and say you need to be consistent about it. No one to, comes to you and say you need to be doing this on a daily basis because you're doing it anyway. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? And so if that's, if that's the case, then yes, you will have it. And I don't care who you are. I think the problem that a lot of people have is they don't focus their energy in the right places. Mm -hmm. You know, like right. your, right. your skill set is computer, uh, comp like coding, right? That's your skill set. You love it to death, right? But you want to try out skateboarding, right? I really want to be a skateboarder, mm -hmm. but that's not your area. And so yes. when you try to put energy into it, you try to focus on it, it doesn't, it never pans out. Right. I think that's the problem with people. Not so much that, that they don't have the ability, but they're focusing their energy in the wrong area. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I think, and that's why I think the secret becomes kind of deceptive, right? Because there's like these lofty goals that some people might want. Like, mm -hmm. like, I, I, like I want to be a billionaire. Right. right. <laughs> you know, I don't think... 
That's a very, very small fraction of the population. But how um, bad do you want to be a billionaire is the question. I know. And then that gets into really like, yeah, see, then it gets into like a territory that I can kind of get behind is like, where it's, well, so maybe I just, maybe my already, if I say, well, how obtainable is that? Really? I've already set myself up for failure. Right. <laughs> I guess. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's why I won't be the billionaire. It's because I believe that it's only possible for a small percentage of the population. I see it as unattainable right. and therefore I won't obtain it. Right. There you go. But you know, what's really hard is like how many people want to be a billionaire and actually truly believe they can, that are never able to do it. Cause there's all these factors that are out of your control with it. True. And then where does that, where do the people that are having like manic episodes that actually believe they're billionaires are and are not, mm-hmm. where does that fall? Because they're clearly determined. Right. They're also having like, you know, psychotic episodes. <laughs> but there's, <laughs> but there's, here's the thing though. There's a saying that, if you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll succeed. Right? But you have to, mm-hmm. but with that comes a sacrifice. You have to be willing to sacrifice. If you want this goal, you want to achieve this goal, but you don't want to sacrifice to get it, then yeah, you won't get it. You know? Yep. Like, mm-hmm. like I feel like this is why I think a lot of people have problems with like, let's say, uh, trying to have a family life and trying to succeed in their career, you know, because like I want to be the best parent I can be. But I also want to be the highest that I could possibly get to in my career. And there's mm-hmm. a there's a finite amount of energy in a person and a finite amount of time in a day to be able to get both of those. So something has to give. And if you're not mm-hmm. willing to give that, give into that, then yeah, it may be it may be impossible for you to achieve both of those goals. Yep. You know. Yep. But if you were to mm-hmm. but if you were to seriously sit down and say, This is what my goal is, and I don't care what I have to do to get it, I think you'll get it. I don't care who you are. Okay. See, I love that ideology because it's very like um, inspiring. Which part? Right? The part that you just said about how like if you really want to get that thing and you're willing to make the sacrifices to get it and put in the time and the energy mm-hmm. uh, that you'll be able to get it, right? Right. Other things in your life might falter, right? Like if right. you want to be that billionaire, you, your personal relationships might suffer or you might not be... Um, the best family member or friend or whatever it is, because you have to go all in on this dream of yours. But I, the part that you say that you believe that that's tangible for people. Yes. I think that's the essence of why the secret was so popular and why self-help is um, such a strong industry, because that, that message is romantic and inspiring and it drives you to be the person that wakes up at five in the morning right. and really reaches for the stars. Right. And that's the sacrifice you have to make. Like, I don't want to, mm-hmm. I want this to happen for me, but I don't want to wake up at five in the morning to get it. I want this to happen yeah, for like, me, but I don't want to lose my relationship to get it. Mm-hmm. You know, so. It won't come to you that way. Right. And so you, yeah. that desire for it has to be, that's why I say that the intention is more important. What's your, you know, mm-hmm. like. Is your energy, is all of your being focused on getting that? Because if it, if it is, there's nothing in this world or outside this world that can stop you. I know people who've uh, battled cancer three or four times, but they only died from cancer when they decided they didn't want to fight anymore. Mm-hmm. That to me is intention. Can you beat cancer? Maybe not. Um, 
but can you like can you beat death pro you know you can't beat death but can you stave off death you know i don't know right but i but i can tell you that there's some people who believe they can and i've seen people who in their own mind have done it you know um yep i know for me when i was sick so i've had i had cancer years ago about 20 years ago and uh and I think I talked about it in a different podcast, just like a high mortality rate, like 85% mortality rate. Um, and in the U.S., there weren't many cases that actually survived, right? Um, and there was nothing that I could physically do to help myself aside from going to chemo, radiation, surgery, or whatnot. But I know for myself that there was something in me that I was determined that I wasn't going to lose. I didn't care who I had to fight, you know, to come out on top. And so when it turned out that my results were a lot better than they thought and that they hadn't seen a case like that before, I wasn't shocked because I was determined I was going to overcome it. Yep. Exactly. And so how strong is the mind? I guess in that case, how strong is the mind? You know, is it stronger than the body? Is it stronger than death? Is it stronger than... Why do people, uh, why do some ghosts, why do some people linger on after they die? Mm-hmm. You know, and other people's yep. people don't, you know, how determined yeah. are they to still be alive? How determined are they to live? You know, if you believe mm-hmm. in that. And, and I love this, this ideology. And, but one time I, I will say, and I, that I was having this conversation with a friend of mine, and I think he brought up a counterpoint that was fair that I hadn't considered before. And now every time I have this conversation, I try to be a little bit more mindful of that counterpoint. Mm -hmm. And what he said to me was, and he said, Eric, you need to be careful with that because the message to others could be uh, that if someone died of cancer and you believe that cancer could be fight off, if you believe you can be okay, then mm-hmm. the cancer will go away. Right. That the message you're sending that person is they didn't want to live. Enough. Or they didn't fight hard enough. Or they didn't want to They didn't fight enough. hard enough. And I, and, and I was like, shit. Yeah, yeah, that's fucked up. I don't want to send that message. Yeah. You know? And but I, I do also believe that there are these amazing instances, such as what you're sharing, mm-hmm. where, where I think that there is the power of positivity and that if you believe you're going to overcome something right you tend to it boosts your immune system and you're a little bit stronger to fight against it yeah exactly and i think for me going into it getting like to contract like getting cancer um i'm pretty sure that there were some outside forces involved but also just my own like well-being at the time wasn't good i wasn't in a good place um, I wasn't healthy physically, emotionally, mentally. And so even though I may have gotten it anyway, maybe down the line, I'm pretty sure that had a lot to do with why I got it when I got it, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, going back along the lines of like with the immune system, you know, and like cortisol yeah. levels are high all the time, stressed out all the yep. time, worried all the time. And you're, you're, you're just not in a good place. So you leave yourself more susceptible to things. Um, and I think that when fighting it, I did fight it with positivity. I fought it with things that like listening to music that I want, that I love, you know, like watching movies that made me laugh, uh, being around people that made me happy and weren't always talking about the fact that I had cancer, you know, like talking about things that were exciting for them gave me motivation to keep going. And so um, I know for a fact that a lot of that, and then just 
that coupled with my determination that I was going to make it all work together to aid whatever else was the doctors were doing, you know, because I wasn't putting myself in a state where I was uh, stressed out all the time. I wasn't putting myself in a state where um, I wasn't well mentally, you know, even though I wasn't Mm -hmm. well physically, I was definitely well mentally. And so I think when you combine the two, that's what that definitely helped me out a lot. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, and that's, go ahead. And that's like, to me, like a very empowering thing. Which part? Because the part of the, that having, because so like your, your outlook, your perspective, your belief system, um, those are things that are predominantly in your control. Right. right? And so when something uh, as catastrophic as terminal illness happens in your life, which is out of your control a lot of the times, um, these things, your perspective, your outlook, uh, those are in your control. And if that can have an impact on the terminal illness, that to me is an empowering stance. It makes me feel less scared and afraid of getting sick. Because if that does happen to me one day, there are still things that are in my control that I exactly. can do that can increase my quality of life. Right, right. And it's something that you can do even when there's nothing that you can do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's powerful stuff. It works. I mean, I know it works yeah. for me. And like, it doesn't take away from people who, I mean, it doesn't take away from people who, um, who have who have cancer it doesn't take away from people who have died from cancer i don't think so i just know no. that in my particular case um the fact that i didn't die wasn't all in the doctor's hands yep some of it was in my hands yeah yeah i believe that too yeah and i believe for the people that did die of cancer that that it's that having that perspective that positive positive perspective that positive outlook um although in the end the cancer might have got the better of them i believe that if they adopted your approach it would have increased their quality of life and their functioning exactly the process. exactly and even if you die at least you die in a, in a good place you know like mm-hmm. i and i think i think god or whoever else is in the universe that i got cancer because it's because of that, and and probably only because of that, that I can die now and say, there's nothing that I regret in my life. I've done everything that I've ever wanted to do. I've uh, I've lived the way that I wanted to live, you know, and I haven't, mm-hmm. yeah, and I haven't allowed anything to stop me. And I think that happened because uh, I realized at a young age that my life is in my hands as much as it can be in my hands, you know? Mm-hmm. And that because of that, I can do what it, I can do with it, whatever I want. Right. And I can also choose how I want to feel about things. You know, I can't necessarily choose what happens to me, but I can definitely choose how I feel about it. And I felt that for right. me, that situation was a good situation because it was allowed me to get more in touch with myself and allowed me to yep. uh, appreciate myself more and my time more, you know? And so, yeah, because of that, now, like, I'm good. Like, I have good times, I have bad times, but overall, I'm content with my life. And if I were to die tomorrow, 
I don't have anything that I would regret. Mm-hmm. You know, love that. Uh, I was recently reading um, some philosophy and specifically about uh, the Stoics. Mm-hmm. And something that's really powerful to me that I read was their view that events are not good or bad. They it's just the are. beliefs <laughs> that we have about those events yes. that are positive or negative yes. or healthy or unhealthy. Yes. Yeah. And I love that. I, I, and that's like the birth of CBT to me. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say, it's, like, it's that's, really cool. that's my belief 100%. Like, don't get me wrong. There's some events that shouldn't happen, you know? Yeah. And there could be some people that do some nasty things. But I don't see For the sure. world as bad. I don't see the world as this evil place. I see the world as just the world. And then mm-hmm. people paint it however they want to paint it. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, you can put two people in the same room in the same situation and they'll have two totally different reactions and it will all be based on the way they think about it. Yep. You know? And I totally, I 100% agree with you that like, I think of course, like you could create a counter argument to that, that there are these really bad things that happen in life. But what I love about this view is once again, it brings back to that empowerment and that sense of control. Right. And I think it's posed in that proposed in that way to make you to give you more agency and control over your life which in turn makes you feel more free and more alive it's like so this so like these things happen and it's all and you have a choice after those things happen to the meaning that you make of it right or how you see it right you know it's the same saying of the glass half full half empty right it's all how you frame it in your mind yeah and even the worst fucking shit in the world that can happen to you if you try to find that the silver lining part about it too it might just shift your framework just a little right and then because that's a by the mind body connection it also shifts the way you feel you know your uh Mm -hmm. and can improve your well-being mental and Mm -hmm. physical yep yeah and i will say this is slightly off topic but just to go with that as a pair um that that silver lining thing, I think the most time for the most part is something you do for yourself. Uh, that if you're supporting someone else and they're going through something awful, mm-hmm. don't silver line it for them. Right. And empathy, right? right? Empathy is sitting in the shit with them. They have to silver line it themselves. Yeah. Because if you silver line it for them, then it comes off as like, Hey, you know, this is kind of depressing. Can we change the topic? Right. <laughs> you and you're kind of like, you, you're taking away from that emotional experience. You're saying that, that, that the emotion that they're experiencing is, isn't the best emotion they could experience in that moment. And that may exactly. be the emotion that they need to experience in that moment. Yes. You know? Yes. I'd rather mm-hmm. you jump down in the shit with me so I'm not alone than trying to pull me out when I need exactly. to experience it. You know what I mean? Like, don't save yes. me. Allow me to save myself. Yes. 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 No, I, I hear you 100% on that one. And I think a lot of times when people have the best intentions, uh, they don't want to see people hurt. They don't want to see people in pain and whatnot. But sometimes, mm-hmm. at least in my life, it's that pain that creates that growth. And by experiencing yep. it completely, I know what it takes to overcome it. You exactly. Know? Whereas if I'm constantly being saved when that situation arises, what happens when that person that used to save me can't save me anymore? What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. 
No, I agree with you 100. Yeah. And so, you know, circling all the way back around to like the secret, to me, uh, I think that it's subtle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I think a lot of people don't like the book because they're like, yeah, that's hogwash. If I just because if I think about being rich, I'm not going to be rich. And it's like, yeah, exactly. It's not magic. Right. But I think that if you, um, walk into opportunities to make money believing that you can do well you're more likely to succeed in those scenarios but it's a grind it's a daily hourly minutely grind of maintaining that mindset and continuing to push yourself and sometimes even that's not enough right because there's other external forces against you that are more powerful but i think you're more likely to do better overall with that type of mindset where you believe in yourself or you believe good things can happen. You're more likely to walk in more confidence and deliver uh, the type of performance you're looking for. Perfect. 